Good morning, everyone. We are glad and delighted that you are with us today. We we pray that you had a wonderful week last week and you're off to a wonderful week this week as we are in the first day of our new week. Today, as we turn our attention to the book of Acts, we want to look in chapter 7, verses 54 through 60. And as we look in these verses, we want to focus our attention attention today on standing in the face of death. No, this isn't a funeral time. I want to encourage you today. Don't, don't think you're going to get beat up, but I, I want to encourage you today. You know, death, death is a topic that we don't like to talk about. However, it is something that we must plan for. Death is a reality to life. And because death is a reality, there's a way that we can stand in the face of death. You know, Voltaire, one of history's best known atheists, he often stated that by the time I'm buried, the Bible will be non-existent. His last words were, I am abandoned by God and man. I shall die and go to hell alone. So something took place in his life. Something from the time he became this great historian to the time he died. He come to understand that there was really a literal heaven and a literal hell. Most atheists never come to this uh, conclusion until after death. But here before died, he declares God has turned his back on him or God has abandoned him. And so has his friends. And now he's going to die and go to hell. His condition had become so terrible that his associates were afraid to approach his bedside. And as he passed away, his nurse said that for all the wealth in Europe, she would never watch another infidel. She would never watch another non-believer. She would never watch someone who did not know Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior die. Oh, what a terrible experience it had to be. But you know what took place a few years after Voltaire's death? Though he being an atheist and refusing to receive Jesus Christ is his savior. The Geneva Bible Society purchased his home and they turned it into a print shop in order to print Bibles. Now, the death of someone who is lost is a tragic thing. But in contrast to Voltaire's death, Dietrich Bonhoeffer, a German theologian, he, he was standing in the front of a firing squad. This was taking place during World War II and he was standing in front of the firing squad because he spoke out against Nazism. And he said these words, this may seem to be the end for me, but it is just the beginning. Oh, there is a great difference dying without the Lord and dying with the Lord. In this following passage here in chapter 7, verses 54 through 60 of the book of Acts, what we will find is this young deacon, Stephen. He demonstrates just how we can stand in the face of death with faith in Christ. 
Follow me in this text, would you? The Bible tells us when they heard these things, they were cut to the heart and they gnashed at him with their teeth. But he being full of the Holy Spirit gazed into heaven and saw the glory of God in Jesus standing at the right hand of God. And said, look, I see the heavens opened and the son of man standing at the right hand of God. Then they cried out with a loud voice, stopped their ears and ran at him with one accord. And they cast him out of the city and stoned him. And the witnesses laid down their clothes at the feet of this young man named Saul. And they stoned Stephen as he was calling on God and saying, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. Then he knelt down and cried out with a loud voice, Lord, do not charge them with this sin. When he had said this, he fell asleep. This is God's holy word. Pray with us. God, as we do come before you, we thank you for this day you've given us. You opened our eyes to another day. But God, we know that there's coming a time when our eyes will not open on this side of life again. There's coming a time when the reality is that we will face death. If you tarry, Lord, and death will come to us. So God, I pray that this message, this message that you've placed in my heart, God, that you would help us to see our need to be prepared to stand in the face of death. God, speak to the hearts of each one who's listening. And for those who may be listening, who don't have a relationship with you through your son, Jesus Christ, we pray that you would convict their hearts and help them to see their need for a Savior. Their need to prepare for a time when they will have to stand in the face of death. And God, we will praise you for all that's accomplished. We'll give you glory and honor. We'll magnify your son. For God, we place this in your hands. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Last week, as Stephen is in the message last week, Stephen was introduced to us as one of the seven who was chosen to be a deacon in the first church. Uh, the first church chose seven men, Stephen being one of them, and he was chosen because he had proved himself to be a man with a good reputation. He had proved himself to be a man who demonstrated bearing the fruit of the Spirit in his life. He demonstrated himself to be a man who showed wisdom in all his dealings. Stephen was an excellent choice to serve the early church as a deacon. And we find that Stephen was a man who was full of faith. If you look in verse 8 in chapter 6, you'll see that, that he was full of faith. And, and through the power of the Holy Spirit, he did great signs and wonders among the people. However, because he was a man of faith, because through the power of the Holy Spirit, he done great signs and wonders, there were some in the synagogue who began to dispute Stephen. As a matter of fact, some of them began to accuse him of speaking blasphemous words. They even set up false witnesses to testify falsely against him. 
So they brought Stephen to a council and when they brought him to the council, the council gave Stephen the opportunity to defend himself. But he did not speak concerning himself. Instead of trying to defend himself, instead of trying to get himself off the hook, so to speak, Stephen begins to give a Jewish history lesson. And he begins this lesson by introducing Abraham, how he was being called out from his family to Joseph, being sold into slavery to Moses, delivering Israel out of the bondage of Egypt to Israel rebelling against God in spite of God providing for them in the wilderness to Solomon building God a temple to Israel at the very time in which Stephen was speaking was resisting the Holy Spirit of God. Stephen calls them a stiff-necked people with uncircumcised hearts and ears. He accused them of being as their forefathers. He accused their forefathers of persecuting the prophets and and for uh, who had foretold the, the coming of our Lord and Savior. And though they had the law, in other words, though they had the word of God, which declared the coming of a Savior, they failed at keeping God's word. They failed at recognizing the Savior when he came. And when those who had disputed Stephen heard his words, they began to attack him. Now, what we'll find is as they were attacking Stephen, nowhere in the Bible does it share that Stephen began to run and hide. Nowhere in the Bible does it say that he tried to to, uh, escape that mob that day. Instead, what we find is a picture of Stephen standing in the face of death, welcoming death to come. Here, when when we come to terms with this, we have to ask the question, how was Stephen able to stand in the face of death? Well, he was able to stand according to this text because of how Stephen lived his life. Stephen lived his life as a follower of the Lord Jesus Christ. And this was evident in the fact that he was chosen by the first church to serve them, to serve them righteously and without prejudice. In chapters 6 and 7, it becomes obvious that Stephen walked very close to God. It's obvious that he believed the teachings and the preachings of the, of the apostles. It's obvious that he spent time in prayer and meditation. And, and he didn't just spend time praying to God, but he also spent time listening for God as God would answer his prayers. It's obvious he spent time meditating on God's word. Now why? You may ask, why would I say that it's obvious? It's because not only was he chosen as a man filled with the Holy Spirit, but in chapter 6, 
in verse 10, the Bible declares that, that those disputing him could not resist the wisdom and the spirit by which he spoke. We can't speak in wisdom and through the spirit without spending time with God. The Bible declares in verse 15 of chapter 6 that, that all who sat on the council, as they looked upon the face of Stephen, what they saw was the face of an angel. It's because he had been spending time with our Lord and Savior. The Bible declares here in verse 54 in chapter 7 that, that even in the face of death, Stephen was full of the Holy Spirit. He could only be full of the Holy Spirit at a time such as this because he had spent time with our Lord. Oh, the men, when they heard Stephen's message, the Bible declares that they were gripped with conviction and anger. In other words, what the Bible actually says is that they were cut to the heart. Folks, when we're gripped with conviction, it's going to bring us to two responses. One, we're going to either respond with humility and we'll bow down to a holy God or we're going to respond in anger. Here, they were cut to the heart and they were angry. They were so angry that they began to gnash at him with their teeth. In other words, they began to growl through gritted teeth. It was like they were coming toward him as vicious animals. But Stephen was able to stand because of the life he was living and he knew the Lord was with him. Folks, when we find ourselves facing death, how will we stand? Well, King David tells us that he would stand in the face of death. How he would stand in the face of death. We see it in Psalm in the 23rd Psalm in verse 4 when he says that he would stand and he would not fear any evil. The Bible tells us, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for thou art with me. David had spent enough time with the Lord to know that he would not leave him alone. David had trusted the words of the prophets and as a lad he had trusted the teachings of his father Jesse that's why as a young boy David was able to kill a lion and a bear that's why as a young man he was able to, to he was able to ask who is this uncircumcised Philistine who defies the armies of the living God that's why we could hear him say uh, that David say in 1 Samuel 17, 45 through 46, when David said to the Philistine, you come to me with the sword and with the spear and with the javelin, javelin, but I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defiled. This day the Lord will deliver you into my hand. I will strike you and take your head from you. And this day I will give the carcasses of the camp of the Philistines to the birds of the air and the wild beasts of the earth and all the earth may know that there is a God in Israel David lived his life so close to God that he knew that God would always be with him just as Stephen had truthfully we will all stand in the face of death at some point or another in our lives but how we stand will be determined by how we live our lives here on earth. If we're living our lives for Jesus Christ, listen, I'm not talking about lip service. I'm saying if Jesus Christ is Lord of our lives and we know that he will, we can know that he will never leave us and he will never forsake us. And then we can stand with him, even if it means standing in the face of death. We can stand just as Paul said in Philippians 1 and 21, for me to live is Christ 
and to die is gain. Folks, how we live our lives matters when we stand in the face of death. So yes, Stephen was living for Christ. But even in the face of death, we can see where Stephen looked. Here in this passage in verse 55, we see that in the face of death, Stephen was looking toward Jesus. He wasn't looking around at the world. He wasn't gazing upon those who were coming at him with gritted teeth, wanting to throw him out of the city and stone him. No, he was looking to our Savior. He gazed into heaven and he saw the glory of God and Jesus was standing at the right hand of God. He even states in verse 56 that he could see the heavens open up and the Son of Man standing at the right hand of God. He's seeing this and then all of a sudden they're casting him out of the city to stone him. Laying their clothes at the feet of Saul. Here he, he's facing death and Stephen gazed into the heavens looking to Jesus. As the psalmist said in, in Psalm 121 and 1 through 2. He says, I will lift my eyes to the hills. From where comes my help? My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. Just as the psalmist knew that the Lord was his help, so did Stephen. Stephen gazed into the heavens and he set his eyes on a risen Savior, Jesus Christ. Oh, what help it is to see Jesus in a time when we're standing in the face of death. Folks, oh folks, you, you can trust that seeing Jesus in the face of death is the most peaceful and comforting thing that you could ever experience. You know, medical professionals... They will tell you that the last thing to go as someone is actively dying is their hearing. So they encourage us to talk to our loved one as they are, as they are drawing near to the end. And I've had the privilege to, if you could call it a privilege, but I've had the privilege to witness several people take their last breath. And for those who knew Jesus those who had their face set toward him, it seemed that they did not care what was going on in the room around them. As a matter of fact, it's as if their attention was focused on talking to someone else who had already went to be with the Lord prior to that time. But when they were taking their last breath, I mean literally facing death, what we would, what we noticed is there was a peace and a comforting spirit experience that took place. I'm telling you, in most of those cases, no one even recognized when they passed. All they know is they were breathing, and then they looked, and they weren't breathing anymore. It was a time of comfort. It was a time of peace for that person who knew the Lord. Oh, folks, can you imagine when we're facing death that we have, and we have lived our lives under the Lordship of Jesus Christ, and then we look to him that we've been, that we've given ourselves over to him, and we've trusted him with our life in life and in death that we can have peace and we can be comforted as we're taking our last breath listen don't overlook don't overlook the fact that Stephen saw Jesus standing at the right hand of God he wasn't sitting there 
but he was standing there. That means a lot. What it means is that, that Jesus was ready and prepared to take action. He was ready to come and receive Stephen. And I want to tell you right now, he's still standing at the right hand of the Father. And if you're standing in the midst of death and you're looking to him and your life has been lived out for his glory, you can know that he's standing ready and prepared to come and receive you unto himself. Oh, how we live our lives matters when we stand in the face of death. And where we look matters when we're standing in the face of death. But also we see in this passage on whom Stephen leaned. As Stephen was being stoned, he wasn't leaning on his own thoughts, nor his own wishes. He was just leaning on Jesus. What I mean by Stephen leaning on the Lord is that he was depending on the Lord. And we can hear his faith as he's calling on God and saying, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. Folks, when we're facing death, we can't depend on mama to make it right. We can't depend on daddy to make it right. We can't depend on the world to make it right. All we can depend on is Jesus, but we must know him as our Lord and Savior. The songwriter said, I'm learning how to lean and depend on Jesus. He's my friend and he's my guide. I'm learning how to lean and depend on Jesus. Because I found out if I trust him, he will provide. Folks, we can lean on Jesus. When we know him as our Lord and Savior, he will come and receive us when we are staring at death. Isaiah 41 and 10 says, fear not, for I am with you. Do not be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Yes, I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. And Jesus Christ, Stephen's Lord, did just that. He held Stephen in the moment of Stephen facing death. How do we know this? How else could Stephen, while being stoned, cry out to God, asking him not to charge these men with this sin? The Bible tells us that Stephen simply went to sleep. <laughs> Whew. Folks, when we lean on Jesus, we'll find out that death has no sting and the grave has no victory. For he has conquered death, hell, and the grave. And he will give us a new life. And my question to you today is, are you ready? Are you ready today to begin living your life serving him? Are you ready to begin looking to him? Are you ready to lean on him when you begin to do these things? You can stand in the face of death. But until, until you do these things, you are not ready to stand in the face of death. Folks, death comes at all ages and it comes at its appointed time. Death doesn't come on your timetable nor my timetable. It doesn't come at your convenience nor does it come at my convenience. You have an appointed time. And that time has not been announced to you yet. It could be 20 years from now. It could be 
For some of you listening, it could be 50 years from now. For some of you listening, it could be in the next 20 seconds. My question is, are you prepared to stand in the face of death? Stephen was prepared. He was prepared because of the life he lived. He was prepared because of where he looked. And he was prepared because on whom he was leaning. How are you living? Where are you looking? Who are you leaning on? Oh, today would be a wonderful day to live for Jesus. It'd be a glorious day to look to him, the Savior of the world, and to lean upon him. Cast your burdens upon the Lord. Today would be a great day. Maybe you're ready today. Maybe you're ready to to start living a different life. Maybe you're ready to look toward the source of life. Maybe you're ready to lean upon the strength of life. If you are, would you just pray with me? God, I'm weak and I'm tired. I've been living for the world. I've been looking to the world. And I've been leaning on my own resources that I can find in this world. But God, I'm ready to live for you. I'm ready to look to your son. I'm ready to lean upon you. I believe Jesus is the savior of the world. I believe he came Born of a virgin. Conceived by the Holy Spirit. I believe he lived a sinless life. But he died for my sins. I also believe that on the third day. He arose victoriously out of the grave. Conquering death. Hell. And the grave. And I believe. And I make him my Lord and Savior. God, forgive me of my sins. Wash me white as snow. Oh God, I thank you. I thank you for saving me and giving me a new life. Now I pray that your Holy Spirit would lead me and guide me. Help me to follow you. And I'll give you praise for all that's accomplished. In Jesus' name. I pray. Amen. Today, if you're starting a new life, if you've committed to God that you're going to live for Jesus, if you're committed to God, 
in this prayer that you're going to look to Jesus and that you're going to lean upon Jesus. If you believe that God has saved you while the choir sings this song of invitation, why not share it with us? Let us celebrate with you. This is a joyous time in your life. And if you've made this commitment, let us, let us celebrate with you. Just put your name in the, in the, in the uh, comments on Facebook or even on YouTube. Just share, sharing that you've been saved today. Or maybe you want to inbox us on Facebook and let us know that you received Jesus as your Savior. Or feel free to call, text, email. Just let us know so that we can worship along with you. For we know that God is good. We know that he loves you. We know that he's there for you. So we don't only want to celebrate with you. We want to pray for you. Would you let us know today? As we enjoy this last song by our choir. Let us know what God has done for you this day. And we'll pray God blesses you each and every day of your life. Reedy Branch, we love you. We miss you. And we are still longing for the day. When we can be back together to worship in this place. May God bless each one of you.